Welcome to Audio Gyan with Kedar Nimkar, a podcast that documents insightful conversations with Indian designers, artists, musicians, writers, thinkers, and creatives of all types. Catch us on iTunes or visit audiogyan.com for more Gyan sessions. Here's your host, Kedar Nimkar. Today, I have Tarun Deep Giridhar with us on Audio Gyan. Tarun is an activity chairperson at NID. He's passionate and also teaches uh, type design, typography, printing technology, illustration, uh, visual narratives, and environmental perception. Tarun's professional projects include socially relevant communication projects. Uh, he has deep concerns about inclusive design, disability, gender, sensitization, uh, and more. He has designed more than two dozen publications. Apart from such a huge body of work, Tarun has also designed over 30 logos, including RTI. Uh, and nota uh, for the government of india and this is the topic of our discussion today designing uh, logos i would say or designing for the government so so thank you tarun for giving your time it's a real real honor to have you on audio gam thank you kedar thank you hello everyone all the listeners from wherever you are listening it's an honor to be on audio gyan kedar yeah, thanks thanks no it's my pleasure all together <laughs> so i've i've come up with like um, i wanted to deep dive into one particular uh, rti logo or nota logo but uh, as like we discuss offline i think uh, it will be we'll we'll start with a more macro picture of what is logo what is uh, what is what are the challenges for designing for the government and stuff like that and then maybe touch upon uh, your thought process behind certain milestone logos which you have designed so to begin with if you can if you can start by telling like what is a logo according to you and after designing like 30 plus logos or brand units whatever you call it uh, for the government how has your perception about building an entity has changed uh, in the last uh, many years of your work well uh, actually it's it's a very interesting uh, question because you know it is uh, making me travel time travel you know 30 years ago when i was a student and uh, those were the days when the internet had not hit us uh, as it has now you know just for the larger audience you know uh, let me just start with your first question what is a logo mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. a logo is actually a very very generic term used for any visual image which is used by any organization or any company or or any individual as a identification mark and it's not that logos are new in our life because identification used to happen even in the medieval era if we look at all these crests which these uh, soldiers and warriors used to wear or carry or even the flags you know so different con- uh, tribes had different kind of flags what were they they were all visual identifier of a particular group which had a common agenda now when we cut to the early 19th century especially after the industrial revolution uh, when advertising was born because the industrial revolution led to uh, you know a certain uh, relationship between the production the demand and the supply so that was a very exciting time in the history of human kind where people had to uh the manufacturers or smaller big companies had to reach out to their customers to ensure that their products are you know being made aware of 
so that was where advertising started and that was where this whole conscious thing of having a certain identification mark outside the shop even if we imagine a small shop like a bake bakery or a baker you know so uh, logo is a very very generic word for anything which is a visual identity but when we get into the so to say our professional technicalities there are different kind of logos right so uh, the most popular one is the word mark word mark or in some books or some references you may also find that it is called a logo essentially because it comprises of letter forms so one good example is our recent uh, vi vodafone idea so they use the two letter forms of the english language or if we look at the industry what is coming immediately to my mind is uh, larsen and tubro so they have a very beautiful l and a t uh, embedded inside the circle so any visual identity which uses letter forms is a word mark it could be short form or it could be the full name uh, like if we look at the fashion industry something like chanel or something but sooner people realized that not everybody can read now i'm still talking about 40s 1940s 1950s that was the time when uh, symbolic representation in terms of a visual abstraction started coming into the market now symbolic representation led to the naming of it as a symbol so any visual identity which does not have uh, letter forms directly falls under the category of a symbol because it is symbolizing a certain value a certain company and things like that and we have many examples of symbols around us visual symbols around us uh, one of the most common one is the government of india right the ashok uh, the three lions with the ashokan uh, this thing so that is a visual of course it is inspired by something which has tremendous historical value uh, but if we look at the media the doordarshan logo it is a visual abstraction right uh, so that is what logo is now when i look back at the last 30 years a lot of things have changed and one only realizes it in hindsight that how technology has played such an important role in the evolution of how Uh, our visual landscape has changed around us in the context of logos and identities two two important things have changed to my mind one is that the production processes and the affordability of production processes has led to a lot more logos which are multicolored uh, so if we compare in the mid mid 19 mid 20th century or even till the 80s you know most logos used to be one color or at the max two color so if a company's logo is printed in two color it's a, it's a it's a big company right because they are able to afford it but now when we look at this you know at one level print production has become more accessible uh, at another level the way the digital technology has penetrated us our lives and all walks of our lives that uh, the interfaces where as people we consume these visuals visual identities are more on the digital surfaces right from the tv to the internet to the websites and now even to the uh, mobile phones and the icons of the apps and all those kind of things so one has uh, one is very obvious of the trend of now logos becoming more multicolored more Uh, gradients have started coming in and things like that uh, 
the other significant change to my mind what has happened in the last 30 50 years is that earlier we used to have one particular visual whether it is a word mark or whether it is a symbol and that used to be consistently used today when we look around we see a lot of variations right so by by variations i mean uh, they would have a logo which is got solid colors when it is used in print or it could have gradients when it is used on the digital media or it could also have a small uh, you know 5 6 second animation the same visual concept with slight variations would also exist as a icon or even as a tiny favicon which we see on our browser uh, so, uh, bar no so now what has happened is that unlike a monolithic uh, single person of the earlier times now a visual identity is defined by a collection of all these different instances which exist in different uh, interfaces no very beautiful and is there a pattern because uh, it intrigued my uh, curiosity which is uh, when you said that the word mark was like slightly longer and then it became shorter um, and mm. then there was also like a color introduction so yeah. was it because uh, because of advertising i mean the same logo had to be placed in thousand other places like on the mugs and all on bed sheets and like thousand other places so was that Uh, the reason to make it shorter as well i mean just because of the placement you have a very good point here you know uh, i think it's a very good observation but things actually are not so black and white when we work on this so uh, let me try and explain it what actually happens is that there could be a identifier which is like the short form right like we said lnt or uh, vi but at the same time there would also be situations where the full name of the company is also written and this is more uh, significant when we look at companies which are dealing with uh, pharmaceutical and medical goods because there uh, it is important for them that their target audience or people whichever level they be whether they are doctors or whether they are chemists who are distributing the medicine and all those things that they are able to read the name of the company or the or the manufacturer of that medicine right uh, when we shared earlier that a logo is basically a unique visual uh, in whichever manifestation it is it helps identify with a particular company so then the word mark or whatever we call it uh, it has to be unique and it has to be different from how the other companies are you know it's like a signature right so if i write kedar i will write it in my own handwriting but when you write kedar that is your own unique handwriting so similarly companies Uh, they may be using a visual abstraction or a symbol or they may be using a word mark but when they write their full name that is also written in a specific style uh, or in a specific font sometimes the fonts are also further modified to you know customized and modified to give it a particular uh, visual style and then they use it cons- consistently interesting and then <laughs> the second part of the question after like making that like 30 logos for the government uh, in different uh, uh, capacities of like different hierarchies how like is there any change in the definition i mean the core remains the same but uh, purely from a observation standpoint when you 
juxtaposed with the the commercial world uh and and its usage and its reach and its function uh is there any new uh insight which you have like landed up in actually to be very honest i have not uh, gotten the opportunity to take a pause and reflect on this question but i think the government operates in a very very different way uh, as compared to commercial organizations right for commercial organization uh, it is also a matter of survival in the sense that it's important for these commercial organizations to remain in the customers eyeballs right so they have to create a certain memory or a certain recall value time and again time and again time and again and uh, logo is just like a sutradhar you know uh, the sutradhar to the kind of narratives and the stories which these companies are telling about themselves and their products through advertisement right whether it is on the television whether it is on youtube or whether it is on newspaper you know uh, the government is not in that kind of a survival mode right so for them it is more like a uh, a face of that particular organization or that particular department you no know? that oh this is this particular red kind of a thing with a red circle uh, it looks like a human being oh there is a small red circle also oh yeah 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 i have seen it somewhere you know this is the ministry of women and child development ka logo no uh, but whether people are able to recognize that logo or not does not necessarily influence the kind of work they are doing in whichever sector that particular ministry or that department is doing uh, but for the commercial companies uh, it is important for them that okay if i enjoyed the taste of a particular cookies i will read on the packaging that oh this is from britannia and then half an hour later when i am watching you know the television uh, there are messages which are being bombarded at me which are constantly reminding me of that taste of the biscuit because then britannia 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 is happening in my mind right so at a very very subconscious level these visuals uh, they go and sit in some corner of our brain right and every time we see it it triggers the same memory of the taste which i enjoyed of that cookie so that's how these logos uh, are actually uh, something which also operate at a subconscious level over a period of time mm. but there is some sort of a, so once you associate a particular visual entity uh, to to being like a government logo there's also a sort of seriousness or credibility to the entire thing so does it take an extra effort to bring that credibility visually Uh, so so let me like rephrase this so i like we we probably take rti uh, logo that you did uh, as a as a guiding uh, thing and if you can tell us the process and then how, how did you like arrive at the logo and um, yeah if you can just share like finer nuances about uh, why did you use bell gothic uh, or or uh, were there were, was it tried in different scripts uh, and how did it pan out and then everything put together is it because of the effort that is put in or gives it the credibility it has or is it just the tag of government associated with it does that make sense yeah <laughs> okay so see i understand that you know when we say government uh, what comes to our mind is a certain authority figure right because they make the rules they implement and uh, 
need to have that kind of an authoritative kind of look and feel of their logos right so imagine the defense forces or imagine the police right so they have a certain kind of visual language in their logo you know that kind of a crest which evokes a certain honor or a certain kind of ke yaar these guys are like that and in that context i think the rti logo was very very different uh, and i recall very vividly our first interaction with these government officials you know at the initial discussion stage they had come to nid one of the things which i still remember uh, out of that conversation was that this lady said ke tarun we are not a department but we are in every department uh second is that when we are saying right to information it is a right which the citizens of the india have so the whole act of uh asking for information under the rti act is an empowering feature you know like on just a plain paper you ask your question i want this this information go to that particular department or that particular uh division of the government pay 10 rupees and submit your application and within 30 days it is the government's responsibility to provide the information right so uh the comparison which she told was that this is perhaps the only department of the government which has doors open 24/7 not having an authoritative uh, image was actually a very very critical part of our brief uh so i i'll just share what happened behind the scenes you know uh normally what happens is that when a designer or a design studio or any agency which takes up an identity work there is a very conscious process and interaction which they have with the client and all other stakeholders trying to understand how we are different from our competition what is the message which we are trying to portray through our new logo and all those kind of things so that is called the briefing session right and then uh, they make alternate concepts they make presentations and then there are you know uh, conversations and you know collectively the agency and the client they decide that okay this is the logo which we should finalize for our company or our product or whatever it is right now in that process there is often a huge amount of uh, decision making which rests with the designer right or in other words it is often the individual designer or the design teams own vision and interpretation of the company which drives the kind of ideas which come out on the table now in that sense this rti logo was very very different as a matter of fact what happened during the first presentation when we had gone to delhi uh, rti is actually coming under the department of personal and training right uh, so uh, and coincidentally while we are having this conversation uh, i was just looking up on my older notes and all those things the rti logo was launched in the month of october exactly 10 years ago wow right uh-huh. in in 2010 so these stories which i am sharing are that old you know 2009 2010 around that time the honorable minister of department of you know personal and training was mr prithviraj chauhan at that point of time and i recall during our first presentation we had our own vision of how the rti symbol should be and what should it stand for and things like that in the one first presentation typically you know uh, uh, there were about 20 27 officers of various ranks who were there in that room 
and at some point of time when we were making the presentation uh, i was very convinced and i told them ke sir with due respect uh, you know i am a designer and i represent the premier institute in india you know the national institute of design but i still feel strongly feel that we are designing this particular rti logo with the sole purpose that the common man on the street in the village in any city or town of the country is able to identify recognize this logo and say yeah 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 this is where i can get information so i should walk into this office right so at that point of time i had shared the vision with them that uh, of course they had already that plan that every department there is going to be one designated rti officer who will be responsible for you know collecting the queries and be responsible for giving the answers to the whoever has asked the rti uh, information under rti right so that was the time when i shared with them ke we will also make standardized stickers uh, with this logo which can be directly pasted outside the door of that particular designated officer so imagine if if i go to the uh general post office and if i just look around and i see this rti logo ka sticker outside the door a particular door it should evoke a certain sense of confidence in me that okay this is the officer from whom i can get this information right and as a common citizen i can walk up to so with that conviction you know i had also shared with them ke sir we we are designing based on our own experience you are responding to this because you have a responsibility in the position which you are holding right now ki humko logo banwana hai but i felt at that point of time and i told them in those many words that we should go and do field testing of what is it that people are able to understand from these logos because that was a time when it was very very clear uh that the logo itself should not be a word mark right because if we use letter forms r e i in english then we are obviously alienating thousands and uh, hundreds and thousands of people who are not able to read english right so then for them it will be kala akshar bhans barabar you know they they are not able to recognize the letters so they are not able to make sense that this is r t i and what does r t i stands for and that is where the idea gets knocked out so we were very clear that it has to be a visual representation of something uh, we said now people do interpret visuals in different ways depending on their own experiences and there is a clear theory about theory of associations right so that was where the minister also got convinced and he said yes of course but how much time will it take and how much more money will it cost of course like in most government this thing you know we are all aware that sometimes uh budgets are a constraint sometimes time is also of great importance we could not do a pan india survey but we did a dipstick survey rural urban kind of a combination and 10 years ago of course we had the internet so we i also curated a certain audience and reached out to some of my own uh you know circle who fell into the category of urban literate so that kind of a survey and opinion seeking was done online uh, but from the urban illiterate and rural illiterate we did go out to the field and those uh, concepts to people don't ask me the numbers because as i said it was a dipstick survey so we were more concerned that the perception or the meaning should not be undesirable or incorrect 
एक्जेक्टली लेट मी जस्ट एड वन थिंग हेयर केदार द सक्सेस ऑफ एनी लोगो इवन इफ इट इज अ लोकल बेकरी और ह्यूज मल्टीनेशनल कॉर्पोरेशन इज हाउ वेल पीपल रिमेंबर दैट पर्टिकुलर लोग यू नो वॉट इंफ्लुएंसेज हाउ मच पीपल रिमेंबर दैट लोगो इज द विजिबिलिटी ऑफ दैट लोगो तो वन गुड एग्जाम्पल इज द इंडियन पोस्ट ऑफिस अमंग्स द गवर्नमेंट दिस थिंग राइट इवन इन द विलेज ऑल्सो इवन एन एल्डरली इलिटरेट पर्सन इज एबल टू सी इट एंड रिकोगनाइज के ही मे नॉट यूज द वर्ड पोस्ट ऑफिस बट ही इज अवेयर दैट वॉट इज वॉट डज इट रिप्रेजेंट राइट my son is in the city uh, and when he sends a letter it comes through this particular organization right and that is where the connect is happening so a logo has to be promoted enough that people reach a certain critical point that it starts uh, getting embedded in people's subconscious mind right so that is one accepted fact in our communication industry hmm so what our concern was that ke recall value visibility all those things can be taken care of by how well and how far and how deep the logo is promoted but what is very very important is that whatever we create people should not misconstrue it people should not derive a undesirable meaning out of it so that was also one of the reasons why we you know reached out to people Uh, there was also another interesting back story uh, which happened perhaps for the first time in nid nid where i work national institute of design uh, in the last 60 years we have done more than 450 uh, symbols logos identities for various kind of uh, organizations ministries government departments and all those things uh, but i think rti was the first time when uh, we went public with the ideas so uh, besides this uh, online thing with uh, literate urban group of people and uh, rural illiterate we reached out we also uh, tied up with the local media right and uh, uh, thanks uh, to our local newspaper amdabad mirror they ran a cover story on this where we also published Uh, they put pictures of all the four ideas and we actually sought opinions of people of the common people okay what do you think about this if you have any feedback uh, you know what are your preferences and things like that so people had also written back to uh, the editor and those kind of things happened so that really helped us uh, take a decision that which one of these three or four ideas are working safely no eventually the concept which we see out there in the market is very very simple right so it's basically uh, english letter form i that vertical rectangle with a circle on top of it which stands for information that is what most of the literate people interpreted it as uh, but a lot of other people said oh it seems to be a human being right the most simplest basic representation of a dot and a vertical line to portray a uh, bipod human being the other rectangle on top of it with those five lines basically represents the single sheet of plain plain paper on which somebody has written a application now that is also a 
visual which is very strongly embedded in the minds of people right because whenever see we see a thumbnail of a printed page or even on the computer you know or even when we see a paper from a distance we actually are not able to recognize the text which is written but it looks like horizontal lines right so at that level it's a very very simplified version that oh this is a sheet of paper you send it to this person and you get the information back so that's how uh, you know it evolved so oh, amazing so before we get into the design aspect of it also uh, just a quick question that uh, all this uh, survey because i was going to ask you in the last uh, section about designing by community and how troubling or how uh, good experience it is when you are like dealing with like these 26 ias and different levels of officers in the company so was this doing a sort of user research or just validating or or getting some data from the actual people to to make a stronger case or because like it's it's a design story right so designers have this this uh, uh, trick of actually presenting something which they are convinced with with some sort of user research backing as opposed to uh, like the one which is sort of aise karo right lot of times a client comes and says ki aisa hi chahiye in that case there's not like you're not really doing good justice to the work also so i wanted to understand this going out to people and doing this survey was was it to further make the case strong or was it like a sort of a requirement from the the authorities as well oh no 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 it was actually the other way around because uh, see we uh, typically what happens in the design process is that you know you, you the client shares with you their expectations what is popularly labeled under the word brief right this is the design brief and we are also you know very proud of our profession saying oh i am a trained designer hum to 15 saal se kaam kar rahe hain so i have also my own vision on how do i interpret the brief and i will create those options right so we did create those options uh, but in the presentation it actually uh, was not a thought through thing you know now looking back uh, <laughs> i i i am very amused because it happened at the spur of the moment you know when i told him ke sir you are sitting here because you have a responsibility because the organization needs a logo and i am doing it because i represent this institute but i strongly feel that eventually we are not designing this logo for your department uh, we are actually designing this logo as a bridge between the people and your department right so the people out there need to be able to understand and recognize this logo and uh, thankfully he understood it uh, uh, mr chauhan and he said yeah by all means go ahead but we will not uh, be able to increase your budget you know uh, that was the whole kind of thing now interestingly what happened was and some of these things are also uh, documented in my blog which is ignored for the last many years uh, so some of the concepts which we thought being uh, trained as designers in an urban scenario in in, in uh, whichever place you know we thought that yeah yeah it fits very well and it the interpretation is also very fine now some of the people in the villages had a different perception of that particular visual you know and it is absolutely fine 
बिकॉज ईच वन ऑफ अस विल हैव अ डिफरेंट इंटरप्रिटेशन एंड वी विल रिस्पॉन्ड डिफरेंटली टू द सेम विजुअल my concern at that point of time as the project lead was that people will have different interpretations but can we weed out those uh, options which are leading to a undesirable interpretation so just to give you an example we had a uh, you know sort of a very graphic symbol um, uh, from the top view it looked like a human being is opening a file and uh, above that there were you know five circles which were arranged in the form of an arrow so it was fitting the brief because you know there is a upward progress of the country because of rti and one government officer who's opening the file is giving that information to many citizens kind of a thing that was our interpretation but a lot of uh, uh, responses which came from the villages uh, you know it is a very amusing response uh if they interpreted it as that there are many people on the top and there is one single person at the bottom so this person is somebody who has done something wrong and is being presented to the panchayat beautiful <laughs> so we said yeah this is taking us in a completely different direction which is not necessarily what we are looking at no so that Uh, not only helped us uh, it surely helped us in knocking off the concepts which are not working so that's how it worked you know we were under no pressure i mean i i i feel very blessed that this group uh, for the rti logo all those government officers were very nice you know they they were respecting our decisions at professionals as professionals you know i remember i was just going through one like i was trying this side project of mine called signages and uh, it it's it triggered from like a basic thing like if you look at these small signages of beware of dogs or no parking like no parking is written in probably 8 or 10 font size on the big postcard like a4 size and the rest is by airtel or bsnl like whatever they are selling their stuff so i wanted to make like really simple ones and that's when i connected with uh, professor ravi povia also Mm-hmm. doing this and then i made some things and the the project didn't fly but there was lot of uh, uh, interesting insights i mean like simple uh, men and like women uh, loo uh, which is there right? yes so the, absolutely the circles of uh, like women uh, are probably confusing until you put a bindi for a rural audience right mm. so very interesting like just a small bindi changes a perf- perception for like a urban setting as opposed to like rural setting so it like yeah i mean i can sort of connect that dot and think about how interesting right 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 yeah. so you are absolutely correct and professor ravi puvaiya has done a lot of work in you know uh, icons and signages especially for hospitals you know uh, but i am glad you took up this topic because this is a very important case study in how we accept a certain symbolic representation right Uh, in india and even anywhere else right women don't stand and pee it is only the men who have the capability of standing and doing the job but outside the loo both the male and the female figures are shown standing so it has no direct representation of the act or the location or the space which it represents but over a period of time 
uh, we all accept the abstraction which is built in a logo you know so another such example is the vegetarian non vegetarian signage which is used uh, sign or symbol which is used on all these food products right it's just a square with a outline and a solid filled in circle inside right uh, one is in green color one is in all shades of brown to maroon to red it doesn't mean anything but it has acquired a certain significance after a consistent use right so people accept it that okay this means this i mean then like once the logo was out did you like i mean what was the reaction like i mean like what was the biggest reason after putting it out that was it like really super simple uh, was it easy to recall easy to reproduce also i mean thinking of such a huge body of uh, uh, departments in in the uh, government space so easy to reproduce is also one of the important factors right so which Correct. like if you can yes, highlight yes. those uh, certain aspects yes 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 so i think one of the most uh, critical decisions which you know i recall having taken is that of the color so by the time over two three interactions formally and several phone conversations and emails with the team you know very clear that it is easier to reproduce in the urban situation you know where there could be one agency which is hired they have the artwork and they will take vinyl prints and you know paste it on the walls of public health center or wherever wherever but in thousands of villages in india invariably some local sign painter or that local artist will be hired and he will be given a print out and he will be asked you will have to paint this in so many walls for so much money now that is where my biggest concern was that the form is very very simple so even if the form undergoes some distortion in terms of its proportion or the number of lines on that paper it will still retain the essence of the symbol but color is very very important right uh, blue was a chosen color because obvious for obvious you know associations with Uh, honesty and with cleanliness and with transparency and all that kind of pedantic stuff but my challenge was what exact shade of blue no so normally as graphic designers we are trained to focus on um, these two medias you know print print on paper or uh, the digital surfaces right so we normally work with cnyk or rgb mods or pantone or whatever but when we got into this understanding i said oh my god two things are going to happen the local painter depending on whether he is doing it or whether his apprentice is doing it or sometimes his apprentice is not there so he will just tag along his nephew with him to the job you know on the scooter or on a yamaha how sensitive will they be to mix a particular shade of light blue nobody can take a guarantee as to which village which painter will have access to what kind of paint so that is where my search began that okay ready made commercial enamel paints which are those companies from nerolac to asian paints to berger to whichever one right those are the kind of pigments which these painters usually use and is there a shade of blue which is commonly available across all these companies so that was my primary decision which i took and found out a blue known as ferozi ferozi uh, almost like cyan uh, so we got 
I got samples of that Firozi painted on paper, on wood, on uh, whitewashed walls. Then we took images of that and from that we derived the CMYK and RGB color values. Because it's very easy to control your CMYK. But it is near impossible to control those hundreds and thousands of painters who are going to be, you know, sitting in their own villages and just going to the paint shop and saying, Mereko Firozi wala color de do. And without any mixing, he just takes that color directly and paints it. So these are decisions which go beyond the designing of the visual, uh, the symbol which the client has approved and all. After having done that, it is the responsibility of the designer to create a system which embeds a certain consistency when it is being rolled out. No? Similarly, when we looked at the selection of the typeface. Yeah, Bell Gothic is something which I was just reading about. So yeah, if you can tell about Bell Gothic was clear because I wanted the I, uh, the capital I to have serifs, right? So most strong serif typefaces, the I will not have, you know, those serifs at the top and bottom. So Bell Gothic was an easier decision. What was a tougher decision was what would happen in the other Indian scripts and languages. And 10 years ago, uh, we did not have access to Google Fonts or, uh, you know, a lot of other... Uh, boundaries also, yeah. Indian boundaries also, right? So, egg type wasn't there. Indian type foundry had just begun and things like that. And I was very conscious that finally, the big boss is going to be the second or third level in the government office at a taluka level, who is going to take a decision, who knows something about the computer, and he will say, Chalo, ye laga dete. you know, let us use this because it's to his aesthetic sensibilities. Mm -hmm. We also found out that at that point of time, most of the government uh, organizations, actually almost all of the government organizations, were depending heavily on the fonts designed by CDAC. CDAC in Pune, right? At that point of time, they had a unique software called Shri Lippi, which used to work very well with Coral Draw and all. So, uh, you know, software and your local script and local language and local posters are sorted. Which was not Unicode. It was not Unicode. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, so, we looked at their uh, font collection and we recommended mostly fonts which were monolinear. No? Now, if I would have done this, I would have recommended something else, but uh, I would have still still had my fingers crossed ke whether at the bottom of the pyramid, that government officer who is interested with this, will he be bothered to use a typeface consistently or not? You know, Because sometimes on the ground, the reality is very different. Ke, yaar, ye, you need this poster by tonight. If don't bother about downloading that font, just use whichever typeface you have on your computer. But I want the poster by tonight, you know. Sometimes there are those kinds of realities also. So then as a designer, how do we uh, simplify our designs that even if there is some distortion, it does not take away the spirit from what you had intended to do, you know. Very, 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 very interesting. <laughs> So, uh, and then like, if you zoom out and look back now, like, and obviously you have an ongoing uh, commitment with the uh, government, like designing multiple things, which you recently did as well. So how sensitive is 
like government about design um like you can like from function to the aesthetics uh, i mean not just the cover, current government but overall ye ye ek type ke log hai na uh, how like what is their approach towards design and i i have a follow up question and that's why i wanted to set some background here uh, it is actually not about the government everywhere and anywhere at any stage it is about the people whom with whom we are interacting with so i have also come across some projects i do not want to take the names here where after the first or second meeting it became very very obvious that somebody's nephew has done a dtp course and that is where this influence and these kind of questions are popping up from or somebody in that in the office of the client is overtly critical and trying to shoot down all our suggestions because uh, his agency did not get the project but at the same time i have also had the good fortune of having had very senior people uh, with whom i had an opportunity to work with who said look tarun we are not expert in this you are an expert in this that is why you are on board and we will go by whatever you recommend so i am saying it is eventually about the people uh, and how do they accept capabilities of another fellow professional so it has it has been a, a salt and pepper kind of an experience it has been a both uh, kinds of experiences but yes if i take a very birds eye view and look at where the government is going yes there is a lot more work which is available for the designers but at the same time certain things uh, are professionally done and certain things can never be done as a competition so i have nothing against the competitions which the government has rolled out you know especially with the mygov.in and all those kind of things but then uh, they need to go a step further and engage professionals to help out the winners with refining their ideas you know so uh, sometimes we have symbols which are uh, very illustrative you know they almost look like an illustration there is nothing wrong with that because sometimes you that is the requirement you know that uh, we cannot have an abstract visual but we need to be very uh upfront and create an illustration uh, which can be used as a symbol but then the manifestation of that illustration the form quality the line quality that only a professional can do well understanding that oh this illustrated symbol illustrative symbol will be used at a small size of 20 pixels by 20 pixels and at that size if it is not legible then it defeats the whole purpose right i think yeah it's is very much required uh, i i also happened to interview uday kumar uh, who's designed the mm. rupee symbol and it i think yes. the rupee symbol was also like a competition but fortunately like a like a very senior phd student cracked it uh, it was like no rupee symbol there was a full panel and uh, you know of the jury and uh, so that is what i'm saying you know that is where sometimes the individual who is at the helm of affairs is aware and sensitive enough like rupee symbol uh, besides the government officials there were about 5 6 trained qualified senior graphic designers of the country who were on the jury panel right mm-hmm. so there was a balanced outcome of it 
actually i like if you have time can we spend some time on nota logo as well if you can just yes, share yes, some yes 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 please go ahead please go ahead yeah so like uh, a small maybe like a not as elaborate as rti logo which we dive uh, deep into but maybe like briefly you can tell us uh, the story behind nota logo also because again this is like designing some symbol for the biggest democracy uh, in the world right so what were the challenges and like how did you arrive at it <laughs> yes 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 actually uh, for the listeners and especially the youngsters uh, uh, the design students and all i don't know how many of them have gone and voted as yet uh, but in the indian uh, election system there is one very beautiful thing uh, that you know uh, there is this ballot paper or now they use the electronic voting machine which mimics the design of the ballot paper so you have all the candidates who have who are you know standing in the election in your constituency their names and their party symbols they are all arranged in a uh top to bottom kind of a sequence and there is a certain logic in it that the national parties will always be on the top then the regional state parties and then the independent candidates so in 2002 actually the government of india had introduced this concept of nota none of the above so imagine if you have five candidates starting in your uh, constituency so the row number 6 will have this option for you to vote that i am not giving my vote to any of the above so that is where the word none of the above came in so the back story is also very interesting when it was used for the first time they had a black rectangle uh, with uh, capital letters n o t a written in white and somebody had filed a pil in the alabad court challenging that this particular symbol which you are using on the electronic voting machine a lot of illiterate audiences are not able to understand what it is now because all the other candidates had the symbols of their parties which are allotted by the election commission of india so that led the election commission of india to say okay we need to have a symbolic visual representation and not use any letters so when i got this project it was very challenging and to be very honest if i can make a confession it was actually scary and let me elaborate why i was so scared because here i was asked to design a logo for an act which has an inherent contradiction in itself no so i am going to vote i will surely go to the polling booth and vote but i will not vote for any of the candidates you understand the contradiction involved in this yes yes yeah yeah now uh, at a conceptual level it becomes very very challenging because one is accepting the fact that i am not choosing any of the candidates why am i not choosing any of the candidates because i don't believe in them or whatever like they believe in them or i don't accept their performance so basically i am rejecting all of okay. them now that was a very very uh, very very significant part of the conversation which we were having with the client that there is a concept of rejection but i cannot show down any of the other candidates right because that goes against their right of being represented equally so even from the client's perspective see we are all aware you know that uh, before the election the election dates are announced then the parties also announce their 
candidates from different constituencies and then each candidate and the party gets certain time to promote themselves amongst the people and amongst the constituency right so the voter is aware of who are the candidates but this particular option of nota it cannot be promoted the government cannot advertise about them so basically the voter the less aware voter gets to know about the nota option only when they step into the polling booth you understand the contradiction involved in this now here i was supposed to design a symbol which cannot have any religious or cultural uh, correlation which cannot use script of any language because that would be alienate something it should be something which should be easy to understand by people from any part of the country it should be simple enough for people to remember during those particular days you no know? so four years uh, in between the two elections the candidate is always there in the conscience of the people right because you are seeing his or her performance you know about your mla you know about your mp and they are in the news and things like that but the nota logo goes into a hibernation it resurfaces only just before the election so it had to be something very simple which people are able to recognize on the spot correct in fact i was going to come to that on the spot because there will be always a new generation of individuals coming to vote for the first time so like instant recognition is also like a very very critical factor in that yes yeah. yes so we went through our own uh, entire process you know and we had both kind of directions in this one direction was obviously that we try and understand how people interpret rejection uh, what is the indian ethos of uh, rejecting you know sometimes we have typical gestures like you know uh, folding our hands above our head and saying are ab bas kar yaar now please go away enough of this that's also one form of rejection or you know uh, throwing ink on the face of a person as a mark of protest or rejection you know so we also studied all these kind of things that what are those uh, existing associations uh, which are there in different forms and in different sections of the society so like uh, in the school we have all grown up that if there is something wrong it is represented by a cross mark typical school notebook uh, exam paper or whatever and whatever is correct is a tick mark right uh, so we looked at all those Uh, kind of existing correlations or associations with visuals, uh, which visuals have with the whole notion of cancelling out something or rejecting something or not agreeing to something. The second important direction which we took was more of a free thinking direction, which was based on the assumption that let us <coughs> let us have a sim very simple logo. Uh, and then let it be used and over a period of time people will start associating that with nota so uh, you remember the example which we were discussing about the vegetarian and non vegetarian food you know so something on those tracks so at some point of time we had about 40 different alternatives uh, some had a theoretical concept behind it somewhere very simple direct images things like that and again like what happened with the rti uh we did a dipstick survey but it was different this time uh, it had two folds right so we did something what is also known as a uh, you know uh, participatory 
sort of a process so one part was where we uh, showed the ideas which we had created and uh, after that we asked them to draw which one they remembered so that was more of a survey in terms of figuring out the recall value which shape do people recall which shape uh, or which configuration is easy to remember and things like that the other one was where we had focused groups of women separately school children separately elderly people separately and we uh, got them to draw you know uh, draw on a range of things which we reject right uh, like how do you say no to tobacco or how do you say no to drinking or how do you identify something is not good and things like that so interestingly uh, the cross mark Uh, was coming out repetitively, repetitively, but then we also realized that the cross mark is also used uh, to indicate some other things in a different context. So, say for example, when you are traveling uh, on the road, even within the city, uh, the road signage is one uh, board with the X mark is also used to indicate that there is a crossroad ahead. Hmm. 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 Uh, or in the notebook it could mean something else yeah hmm. so things like that so that actually uh, made us uh, move a little closer that the cross mark is universally accepted as something which is wrong or something which is unacceptable so we were actually risking and walking the thin walking on thin ice by saying that eventually the context is that you are standing in a polling booth booth Uh, you have shown your identity card three people have cross checked your identity and then put that blue mark on your fingernail and you are in that closed secure uh, place you only have the voting uh, ballot paper or the evm in front of you and then the last symbol is a cross so then when people make those connections subconsciously it would trigger them that this means mere ko koi bhi nahi chahiye na Uh, so that was a certain conviction which we got through that kind of uh, field work and field interaction and you know uh, being open and listening to what other people think about this very abstract notion of rejecting na uh, so eventually what uh, is being used now is a very very simplified uh, visual representing that you are crossing out a particular list in fact is there a uh, inside there because uh, the cross is on top of a outlined box which has some dot 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 which also shows as if there was some sort of a manifesto by someone and you have crossed it so that manifesto is more of like an abstract representation with again the newspaper thing which which sort of is loosely done in rti as well right so is that a conscious call or uh is it changed over time so you you are very correct in that interpretation but then what will swing to our favor is very much like the uh vegetarian non vegetarian thing right now this nota symbol is going to be used nowhere else except for the ballot paper itself so this rectangle which you are saying actually represents the ballot paper itself that ballot paper has a list of candidates and as a voter i am saying no to the entire list 
So none of the above, whether there are five candidates above this symbol or whether there are 11 candidates above this symbol, but all of them are being voted out by me. So at that level, it's a very, very simple, straightforward concept, you know. Of course, a lot of rigor and work went into the form correction because Election Commission of India also has very tight regulations of the proportion and the size in which this symbol should be printed on the ballot paper and all those kind of things. So it had to be visible uh, at that 18mm, 19mm size also. You know? It's very, very fascinating. Thanks for sharing this backstory as well. So on, uh, on a concluding note, I have like two, three questions. One is, um, uh, which we were discussing on other call as well, that these days, like, designers or or graphic uh, artist or uh, whoever is is familiar with graphic as a medium uh, because of the social media because of certain voice uh, empowering like empowering platforms which make your voice heard uh, there are certain commentaries or critiques which are done without understanding the complete context uh, in 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 one case uh, i was like super disappointed when one of the design agencies had critique on the pink color 2000 rupee note and and then series of posts around the new currency notes and i had written like a counter intuitive uh, rant bhara uh, blog post um, uh, but then my my boss told me that why don't you just give it a positive spin saying that just tell the challenges matlab wo jo kapad, like there's also like cloth involved in the currency note there is this uh, privacy uh, privacy uh, piracy wala angle so there are uh, like n number of security features you know? i mean aesthetics would be like probably p10 or like in if there are 10 priorities i would keep like aesthetics probably on p9 or p10 uh, for a developing mm. country like us so sab ka baggage leke, if you can give like students and professionals some sort of an insight into like what are the bigger challenges uh, when you're designing for such a wide scale people as opposed to just thinking of a narrow output of good looking right so if you can share any insights there it would be wonderful see any design whether it is a logo or whether it is a artifact like you're talking about currency notes or coins or any any design which is there in a public domain right it has a certain purposefulness and a certain function which it has to fulfill Hmm. Uh, that, as you very correctly said, should be the topmost priority. So I, I was also equally disappointed at that point of time, you know, that for two reasons. A, uh, people were uh, too much in a hurry to respond uh, or react to the new currency notes, right? And I would respect if it, if, if those kind of opinions come from somebody who has designed currency notes in the past themselves. <laughs> Correct. Then I will listen to them, right? Uh, but that is the enigma of social media, you know, that everybody has a right to express themselves and rightfully. No issues with that. No issues with that. Irrespective of whatever people told uh, or thought or criticized the pink 2000 rupees note or the greenish 20 rupees note or... Uh, uh, the purple, you know, the purple hundred, purple hundred rupee note. Yeah. But have you seen it now in your wallet when all those colored notes are all of the same height 
in the earlier times different currency notes were of different sizes both in their width and also in their height now this one is also of course there is a i'm i'm i, I don't have the data but i have strong reasons to believe that these design changes have happened to prevent further counterfeiting now as a matter of fact if you look up on google the government of india at that point of time went down to pay a premium to the company manufacturing that particular kind of paper to make it an exclusive deal that that company cannot sell that paper to any other country in the world now that's a huge thing and it's a very small investment uh, compared to the losses incurred because of counterfeiting right so by the color does not decrease the value of that currency right i can keep my personal opinion to myself till the time the shopkeeper is accepting that 100 rupees note or that 2000 rupees note right i will trust the government to do their job and i will focus my energies on what i am supposed to be doing which is learning right so my uh, take on this is that let us not be in a rush to react to any new change which is happening likewise you said with the currency the same thing happened with the new vodafone india logo also you know people moved on but i think yaar there is a bunch of people who are Uh, responsible to run a particular company which is supposed to make a certain profit by giving a certain kind of service and they have the wisdom to hire a particular agency and that agency has the wisdom to create something unique absolutely fine i will start getting irritated if the new vodafone india call drops increase or if their network becomes poor then i say i don't give a damn about the logo because your service is not good right so after all this is also a world where we are dealing with subjectivity na so i am also very aware that despite whichever stage i am in life today personally and professionally there would still be people who would not be appreciative of the logos which i have designed i'm absolutely fine uh, but they are out there and they are working uh, for that organization uh, you know for which they were designed so it 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 works like that you know and and um, forget about uh, like the color i mean the person who must have criticized uh, even i don't remember the name but uh, he should have traveled at least some parts of india to understand like i've been to jaipur and there are still people giving like 10 rupee notes which are torn in like five pieces in a in a airtight sachet at the toll right so people are using like we are living in a developing country which is like way too away from the urban setting which we are in right so so thinking across these broader horizons will give a different perspective when you are critique yeah cool and and yeah and uh, like yeah, any any suggestions because i'm personally interested in contributing certain uh because being a designer like it's it's somewhat like a responsibility to contribute to collaborate with a uh, government or with someone uh, some like bigger authoritative bodies 
uh, and help them guide. So there's this Bandra Collective, which works with the BMC and plans. Uh, and just like this is a pro bono service, which they give in in, in terms of like architecting the road or just putting the dustbins in the right places and stuff like that. So uh, since you have dealt with the government, like any suggestions which you can give all the students and designers, uh, how can they contribute their skills to government institutions or projects to improve the overall standards of design and where and how can one indulge if they are not in an ID? <laughs> I think, no, irrespective of whichever institute any one of us are engaged with, you know, or whichever agency we are working with, you know, I think, and especially for the younger audience, uh, we need to talk about what we are learning and what we are doing and what we are teaching and what we are practicing uh, to the common people, right? Often, you know, I spend a lot of time in uh, looking at portfolios, partly because we also need young people, but also as a part of our mentoring programs and all those kind of things. So absolutely correct. You know, all these young students, the younger generation of designers are building their portfolios, uh, which are being targeted at senior designers, because those are the kind of people who are going to hire them. Right. But uh, the beginning has to be made in our own house. You know, are my parents aware of what I am doing as a design student? Am I able to explain to my parents what difference can design intervention make? When I go down on the weekends in the evening for a little walk in my own society and I get chatting with, you know, one uh, old kaka, uncle, you know, who's also there in the evening. If I am, am I able to speak to him about my profession? Am I able to give him examples of where design has made a difference? You know, we need to, uh, it is what I call the sprinkler effect. You know, if, if a whole lot of water comes into the lawn, it may end up damaging the soil and the crop. But uh, there is this spring, sprinkler model, right? Tip, 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 karke, uh, you know, it gets irritated. So the retention is more. Each one of us have to become champions of our profession for the single reason that as a profession, we are still very young. So the common man doesn't know, right? Let me give you an example. You know, you're going in a, a local train and, you know, all of us are, you know, holding the overhead handles and literally hanging from those handles in the overhead train. But did any designer attempt to strike a conversation with the next person saying, oh, is this very uncomfortable? How if this handle would have been designed like this? What do you think? But most of the youngsters we find are uh, in their own world, you know, they, they, the headphones and all those kind of things. So I believe that it is an equal responsibility which all of us share is to go and tell the world out there that what is it that we do as designers? What is the potential of this? We will always be looking for an ideal client and an ideal project. That will happen in your lifetime, right? depending on how you define ideal, because some projects will get you the money to pay all your rents and telephone bills and, you know, investment on a new car or a computer. But there are also going to be some projects which will give you that satisfaction and a good night's sleep, because you know that the work which you have done or the textbook which you have designed uh, is easier for those students to read. So it creates a certain interest in those students about that subject, right? 
so those kind of projects also we need to start looking at and uh, and there are see people in the government are also people so if i if i am able to convince my mousy and that mousy's neighbor happens to be a government officer how will that government officer even get to know that oh ho there are designers like this she may be looking for a person but she is not aware so she is hiring anybody with a computer to do the job you know and there are people who are doing a lot of good things you know even amongst designers uh we need to talk to each other even more Correct. so there are a lot of these conferences which happen in india which have ha started happening recently some are joint collaborations with the government like cci and all those cii and all those bodies are doing you know india design council and all mm. some are uh, initiated by other organizations like curious design yatra or you know uh, pune design festival yeah. Yeah. pool design show and all those things so they are helping to bring the profession together right designer designer talk so i am comparing this with a model business to business jaisa hota hai na in the economy model so some of these conferences are like d to d they are designers to designers so my call to everybody who is listening to this is that can we spend one hour in a week getting into the d to p mode designer to common people no and then over a period of time i don't know how long it may take 2 years it may take 10 years uh, people will start realizing and people will start accepting uh, design as a profession no this is so inspiring like matlab yeah yeah you just articulated it brilliantly cool i think uh, uh, this is a good note to end and a very positive note and a very like yeah it's it's inspiring note to end this and uh, yeah. yeah it was really really wonderful talking to you i wish we we do like multiple episodes uh, doing more case studies and sharing your i would say wisdom rather than knowledge now uh, <laughs> to, to yeah, fellow designers and and younger generation designers as well thanks a lot for for giving your time it's thank you yeah. thank you thank you kedar it was actually very interesting to look back because it's been you know we were talking about projects which was 10 years ago and 5 years ago and i think at a personal level i need to revisit them because a lot of things have changed in the last 5 years you know uh, including how uh, the exposure to visual content has increased so the kind of uh, literate and illiterate rural and urban uh, things which i was talking earlier uh, those boundaries have blurred right now as we are speaking right because uh, thanks to the internet and the penetration of technology that today even in the village uh, people have access to uh, these kind of technologies and their exposure to visual content has changed uh, and that is obviously going to influence their visual perceptions also you know uh, so that's how it is but it was uh, it was really great to have me here you know i also enjoyed very much you know uh, sharing these experiences thank you thank you thank you i mean i would definitely like to have you again for the other side which is typography and and uh, letter press which i've been following your work uh, some places on instagram oh yes yes definitely yes definitely talk about that sometime yes would love to would love to do that yes <laughs> okay thank mm -hmm. you thank you thank you
And that's it from today's Gyan session. Catch us on iTunes, Savan, Stitcher, or any podcasting app you use. Do rate us on iTunes and follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Stay tuned for more Gyan on AudioGyan.com. Till then, bye.